That's AK Podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to another episode. I hope everybody is doing fine. So, Dak and the Cowboys are in the, they're, they're in the media again. They're in the news again uh, with this contract dispute. I'm going to get to the latest breakdown of that. I'm going to talk about Jamal Adams' contract as well. These are some star players. Dak, quarterback. Jamal Adams, one of the better safeties in, the, in football. Uh, we're going to get into those th- that contract dispute, their contract disputes. We've got a lot to get into today. Uh, we got an NFL, a possible NFL rule change that I, that I like and that I think coaches should actually vote for and consider. So without further ado, let's get into it. Um, yeah, let's get into it. I'll catch you guys after this quick break. Okay, so this whole Dak Prescott situation with the Cowboys has just been long overdue. And you can literally go back to my discography uh, throughout the summer and throughout this podcast. You can go back, and I was talking about Dak's, I was talking about Dak Prescott contract last summer. I was talking about this same very issue, and now you fast forward. Uh, you fast forward. 12 months, uh, 11, 12 months ago, ahead of time, and I'm still talking about Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. Now, with Dak, he was underpaid, obviously. Fourth-round quarterback, he obviously outperformed his contract, obviously. As a fourth-rounder and the things that he has done, um, he's out. He's clearly outperformed. He was like, he was going to the training camp his rookie year, he was like the third quarterback on the, he's like the third or fourth quarterback on the depth chart. And I felt sympathetic as this as this process begun, I felt I felt I felt sympathetic for Dak cuz like he's underpaid, he plays for the Cowboys, you know, he's he's won some games, he's won a couple division titles, he has won 13 and 3 year, which is his rookie year. I felt I, I felt sympathetic for him. But as time goes on and I see the numbers that are being being revealed and then the most latest was a five-year deal worth $175 million, uh, according according to, uh, you know, according to ESPN, Dak is looking for a four-year deal. I'm going to tell you why he's he's looking for a four-year deal instead of a five-year deal. Um, But it's just like Dallas, the Cow, I mean, the Cowboys... That was that's an that's an insane deal. That that would be the largest deal in NFL history for a quarterback. That'd be the largest deal. He that'd be the largest deal. And we all know we all know Dak is not. He's that's 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 an elite price tag. 
when you're paying a quarterback that much money, that is that is an elite price tag. That is though though that that type of number and that type of contract is only is only available to the guys such as Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, the elite quarterbacks. The elite quarterbacks. And Dak is we all know Dak is a he's a he's a he's not a bad quarterback. He's a good quarterback. But he's not he's he's certainly not he's certainly not worth the the elite price tag that he's asking for. Even whether it be four years or five years, he's not worth that. And I think with Dak, yeah, let him walk. If you're the Cowboys, the Cowboys would be crazy to to offer him that deal. But they offer him that deal, and he didn't take it. Let him walk. Let him walk. Because look at this. Let me let's let's just be honest. Let's be honest. Dak Andy Dalton. I I know Dak is a good quarterback, and he's much younger. He's much more. He's much younger. Than Andy Dalton, and some people will probably argue that he has a little bit more upside than Andy Dalton. But is there a huge difference if the Cowboys go like most people? I mean, most people think the Cowboys are going to have a pretty good year or a decent year at best. Most people think so. But with the weapons offensively that they have and the defense uh, that I'm really skeptical of, I think there are. I think they are a nine and seventeen. I think they are at nine and seventeen. They are they are at nine and seventeen as the way I look at it. So when get so, how much better does Dak make the Cowboys rather than Andy Dalton? If if the Cowboys were to go with Andy Dalton, would they be ten? Like if the Cowboys chose Dak, I think if, would they be would their record any get get any better? Would they would they have a chance to be as good as Philadelphia? I don't think I don't think so. If they go with Andy Dalton, they're eight and eight, nine and seven. If they go with Dak, I think they're nine and seven. I would say I would still go nine and seven, even if they have Dak or Andy Dalton. So there's no tremendous, there's no, there's no tremendous downgrade from Dak to Andy Dalton. There's just not. If any, probably, people would probably say if any, if, if if there's any downgrade. Andy Dalton's had some bad rosters in Cincinnati these last few years. Um, he, he he just you know his first four years are pretty good. His first four years actually line they line up pretty well to Dak's first couple first several years. First four years, his first four years and, and, and Dak Prescott's first first four years they line up pretty equally. They line up pretty equally. So they're practically the same guy. Dak is probably a little bit more athletic. But there's not, there's no huge difference. Also, with Dak, I I I've often alluded to the the big time games uh, that the Cowboys played in last year. When I mean big time games, I mean games. If the Cowboys would have won, those are games that the Cowboys could have won. They could have been in the playoffs. They could have won the division. They didn't win those games though. And I highlight those two games primarily: New England and Philadelphia. I highlight those two games. In eight quarters that that Dak and the Cowboys played in, Dak and his offense had zero touchdowns in those two games. Mind you, Brady had a down year, quote-unquote, to some people. Brady had a down year. New England had a down year. New England offensively was not good. They didn't have many playmakers. Dak couldn't score a touchdown. Philadelphia had so many injuries last year. 
The Cowboys were so the Cowboys were healthy last year. The Cowboys was leading the division throughout most of the year. And and Dak scores zero touchdowns. I feel like those were two of the biggest games in Dak's career and last year for the Cowboys. I feel like those were two of the biggest games. Because, okay, some people most people most people will say Carson Wentz is better than Dak, and we all know Tom Brady is better than Dak. But with with Dak and the weapons that he has had and that 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 he has in in hold in Dallas, you would think he'd be able to score more than zero touchdowns, right? And win that game, possibly win those games, possibly. And this is my thing with Dak. For all these years, for his first four years in Dallas, he's had one of the best offensive lines. He's had an offensive-minded coach. He's had one of the better top three running backs in football. And he's had above-average weapons as far as receivers. Actually, Pro Football Focus ranks Dax, they, they, they rank Dax receivers as three. His receiving core is ranked third in the league. Dax. Dak, Dak Prescott receiving core and weapons are ranked third amongst the league, according to Pro Football Focus. And he's a good quarterback with those weapons. But I've seen Dak without Amari Cooper. It wasn't a great sight. I've seen Dak struggle with no no Tyron Smith, no Travis Frederick. I've seen him struggle without those guys. And it was not a great sight to see. And to think that you're going to invest in all of this money into this particular quarterback, there's a chance that you, I mean, well, not there's a chance. With this being a hard cap league, if you sign Dak to this enormous deal, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to you're gonna have to restructure some guys' contracts and move off of some guys. I've seen Dak with a with a good old line. He's a pretty good quarterback. I've seen Dak. I've seen Dak miss Tyron Smith and Travis Frederick, and it was not a great sight to see. Dak was not the same quarterback. I've seen Dak with no Amari Cooper. Wasn't the same quarterback. I've seen Dak with no Ezekiel Elliott. Was not a great sight to see. It was not. It's it's not a great sight to see. And the Cowboys, they have. And I, I often compare it to the Rams a couple of years ago. But I think like the Cowboys have just gone just crazy with the money that they have spent. They have. A top, a, a, they have a, 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 a high-paid defensive end in Demarcus Lawrence. Mind you, Demarcus Lawrence didn't have the most productive year last year. Was not a great year for him last year. Then they have, they're, they're, they're paying Amari Cooper top dollar. They're playing, they're paying Amari Cooper top dollar at the receiver position. I, lo- I like Amari Cooper a lot. I have discussed Amari Cooper contract. Amari Cooper is a good locker room guy. He's a good leader. But let's just be honest. Amari Cooper is not as good as Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, or Michael Thomas. They're paying Zeke top dollar. Mind you, he's a running back. Running backs just aren't as viable. Just, they're just not as viable, viable to, the, to the game. They're just not. They're, they're, they're just not. Running backs, you can, you, can find, you can find a good one often. 
Running backs come in a dime and a dozen. So they're paying a they're paying a top a top they're paying a running back top dollar. Their offensive line is expensive. Jalen Smith, he's good. He's really good, but he's expensive. And I see a weak defense. So the Cowboys, they those are my two pro- those are my standout problems with them. In this whole Dak situation and Dak deal. First, Dak. I I'm, I wouldn't be so sold on giving him top dollar when I seen him struggle with no O-line, with, with Tyron Smith being hurt. I've seen him struggle with no Travis Frederick. Mind you, Travis Frederick retired. So th- this is a whole new center that the Cowboys have. No Travis Frederick. Tyron Smith, he, he tends to be a little injury prone. So I've seen Dak struggle with those without those weapons. And it's been and it's like the Cowboys had given him the keys to a Mercedes and they're like, don't crash. Just don't crash. Just, just don't crash. They haven't they haven't asked him. They have that they the Cowboys not asked Dak to put the team on his back, put the offense on his back, and carry them. They just haven't asked him to do that. They've always supported him with a strong, strong old line. They always he always had Zeke behind him. Then he had, he always has had above average weapons, and now this year he has three good receivers. And like I said, Ceedee Lamb, Ceedee Lamb, I think he's going to be a good player. I think he's going to be productive for the Cowboys. But let's just take a look at the Cowboys' rival and the team that uh that the Cowboys will be battling out with the NFC West and in the, in the, in the excuse me in the NFC East. They'd be battling out in the NFC East with the Philadelphia Eagles. The Philadelphia Eagles had two major needs this offseason. Defensive back and receiver. They went out, traded for Darius Slay. Absolutely loved that. I absolutely loved that trade. I absolutely loved that trade for the Eagles. Darius Slay is one of the better corners in football. Some even argue he's the best pure corner in football. And then the Eagles went out and fixed their receiver problem. They went out and, dra- and drafted Jalen Rager. They still bring back Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey and Marquise Goodwin. They still have a great set of tight ends with Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz. The Cowboys, they had defensive needs. They didn't fix them in the draft. They didn't go out and they didn't go out and get a safety. They lost a really good safety. They lost their best corner. The Cowboys are thin. They don't have a lot of depth on the O line. They don't have a lot of depth in their D line. They lost their sack leader last year. They don't have a lot of depth. They don't have. They lack depth on defense. They didn't fix their needs. And their division foe, the division rival, fixed their needs. And I just worry about Dak. When you're, when you're investing into a quarterback like this, when you're giving him this amount of money, just expect to have holes in your team. And that's why guys like Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, that, this is why guys like Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes get paid this type of money. Because they're, they are good enough, especially Russell Wilson. He's shown us. He's shown us how good he is. Russell Wilson is as good. He's good enough where he can have a, a, a he can have an average O line. 
He can have average receivers. He can have an average running back. And he can still, excuse me, and he can still win you a lot of ball games. He can still win you a lot of ball games. Can you say that to Dak? Dak, Dak, Dak can't have an average O-line. Dak can't have average receivers or below average receivers and still win. And quite frankly, there's not a lot of quarterbacks that can in this league. That is why guys like Mahomes, Russell Wilson, get paid this elite dollar amount. This is why they get paid this elite dollar amount. Because guys can't overcome average O-line and below average O-line or below average weapons or average weapons. Can't. A lot of quarterbacks in this league can't. A lot of quarterbacks in this league can't. Simple as that. It's a lot of quarterbacks in this league that can't overcome that can't overcome average O-lines. Mediocre receivers. Can't. And mind you, Dak, you know, I know, I know everybody likes to say, oh, Dak wins. I mean, well, let's just let's just take this into account. Look at his look at his look at his division. His division has two bad teams. Since Dak has entered the league in 2016, the Giants hadn't been really good. They had one good year, and that was his rookie year. But outside of that, the Giants haven't been good for the entirety of his career. And the Redskins haven't been good for Dak's entire career, for his entire career. Yet they haven't been good. He's actually 13-3 and versus the Skins and the Giants. He's 13 and 3 versus the Skins and the Giants in 16 games. That those teams have not been good. Those teams have not been good at all. So when people say, oh, Dak wins, win what? Wins a, win, win what? Win division? Mm, okay. He only has one playoff win. One playoff win. That's all I'm saying. One playoff win, and you're getting thrown $175 million. Boy, oh boy. And Dak wants the four-year deal. This is my last point. Dak only wants the four-year deal so he can have another bite at the apple. He wants a four-year deal. He keeps expressing he wants a four-year deal because he wants to get a second big-time contract. Instead of five years, Cowboys want more like five years. He wants four years so he can, get a, so he can have a chance at a second contract. Oh, boy. I pray for the Cowboy fans. And this is why, this is why, I continue to tell people, this is why this whole Dak thing has just been dragged out. It's been dragged out entirely too long. This thing has been dragged out entirely too long. They got to find a way to get over, they got to find a way to get over the hump. Okay, so we're going to touch bases and move on to another superstar contract, another superstar player's contract negotiations. Jamal Adams. 
Now, I talked about this doing I talked about this before the draft and after the draft because I was like, uh, I don't think the Jets are gonna trade Jamal Adams. Well, contract talks have been coming to a stalemate as described by the New York Daily News. Contract disputes, contract negotiations between the Jets and Jamal Adams have not been the greatest. And this is a situation where the Jets have to pick their poison. If Sam Sam Donald is on a rookie deal, but if Sam Donald is not the guy, they need to go ahead and pay Jamal Adams. If and I'm not sure how the Jets like I like I mean as Sam Donald as a quarterback, and the reason why I'm, you and you're gonna see why I'm bringing up Sam Donald because. The reason why Sam, Sam Darnold, I feel like, I think he's a good playmaker. I don't think he has the strongest arm. I don't think he's the most athletic, obviously. But I think he's a good playmaker if you give him time in the pocket and some, just some, just some good, some solid weapons. He's never had a good O line. Yeah, he's had Le'Veon Bell, but Le'Veon Bell workload, uh, I don't know. Le'Veon Bell wasn't himself last year. And then, re- and then the receiving core he had last year wasn't the greatest. But if the Jets are reluctant or, or, or if they're undecided whether or not Sam Donald's their guy, and, if they, if they, and they don't think, if they don't think Sam Donald's not their guy, they need to go ahead and page. They need to go ahead and page Jamal Adams. But if they think Sam Donald is their guy, if they think Sam Donald is is the quarterback that's going to change and you know or turn around this franchise, they may need to do what's best for Sam Donald. And Jamal Adams, let me get this straight. Jamal Adams is the best. He's probably the best strong safety in football. Him and Duran James are up there. They're really good young guys. But if Darnold and I'm and I'm and I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm going to compare their two situations. But Donald plays the much important position, the quarterback position. The quarterback position is the most important position in football. It's the most important position in football. And if you fi- and you figure that out, if you get that right, that's a good start. And if the Jets, if they truly think Sam Donald's the guy that's going to turn around this franchise, they need to trade Jamal Adams and get as much value as they can to help and put to help and support Sam Donald. Sam Donald, he he has a he has a young rebuilding offensive line. Sam Donald could use some receivers on the outside. Defensively, the Jets could the Jets could add another DB. So that is that. That's where I'm getting to. Like the jet, the, like the Jets, they need to figure out their quarterback situation because I think the quicker they figure out their quarterback situation, they will be able to figure out whether or not with or they'd be able to figure out what to do with Jamal Adams. Like I said, I think Jamal Adams is one of the better safeties in the league, if not the best. Um, he's a top ten player. Like he's a top ten football player. In, in in the NFL, he's a top ten football player. I mean, he does everything. He can cover. He can stop the run. He can blitz the quarterback. He does everything. But 
He plays the safety position. The safety position isn't. It's not that. It's not the most important. It doesn't have. It doesn't hold the most value. But with a guy of Jamal Adams' talent and stature and skill, if you trade, if you put him out in the open market, if you put him out in the open market, he would be just fine, and you would get a lot of value for him. Now. You compare it with the Chargers situation and Darren James. Let's say, uh, let's say you know Darren James, his contract is about to expire, okay? And let's say Justin Herbert for the Chargers. Let's say Justin Herbert for the Chargers, he he works out. Let's just say Justin Herbert is a solid starting quarterback for the Chargers, and the Chargers like him. They like him as their future. The Chargers don't have that many holes in their team. They don't have a lot of needs on their team. It's not like the Chargers need receiver. They don't need O-line. They drafted O-line. They don't need defensive backs. The Chargers don't have a lot of needs. So they would be able, they'd be in a position to pay Darren James because Justin Herbert would be on his rookie. He'd still be on his rookie deal. And the Chargers don't have as many needs. Now, Flip back to the Jets and Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams plays for the Jets. We don't know if Sam Donald's the guy. But if he is the guy, let's just say the Jets think Sam Donald's the guy. And I think Sam Donald has the ability. I think he has the ability to be a starting quarterback in this league. But let's just say the Jets like him. Let's say the Jets like Sam Donald and they think, and they think Sam Donald is their franchise guy. Jamal Adams, the Jets have so many needs. They need they, they have a young offensive line. They could use another DB. They, they need receiver. The Jets have so many needs. They can actually use Jamal Adams as a pawn, trade him for a, a couple solid players, and get a first-round pick possibly. Get a first-round pick. Get a first-round pick for him. And trade some solid players. And get, get some solid players. I think that I think that's the I think that's the best opportunity for both sides. Jamal Adams, hopefully he gets to play for a team that's uh that's much com- that's much more competitive. And then the, and then the Jets, they don't have to worry about paying Jamal Adams, even though he's a great player. They don't have to worry about paying him. They stay, they they'll be able to solve their needs and help Sam Donald grow as a quarterback. That's if they think Sam Donald's the franchise guy. Now I think Sam Donald's a good playmaker. I think he has the ability. I think he has the talent to definitely definitely be a starting quarterback in this league. I just don't think the weapons around him has always been uh, solid. But if you give him a solid O-line, a solid receiver, I think he'd be fine. But the Jets, they have to know if Sam Donald's their guy or not. If he's not, hell, go ahead and pay Jamal Adams. But if he is, it's a hard cap league. Jamal Adams is going to be a little expensive. And he's only asking for a four-year, $58 million deal. So the team that is lucky enough, if it's, the, if it's not the Jets... The team that's lucky enough to land Jamal Adams, they'll probably land him for that price. And Jamal Adams, he's a he's a he's a 
he's already an all pro type of guy. Um, he's you know if he continues this for the next, if he can continue this throughout his prime, he'd be a Hall of Fame level player. Simple as that. Simple as that. If he can, he's first three years, he was really good. The year before last, he had 115 tackles. Didn't have didn't have as many tackles this year. Missed a couple games, but still a really good safety. And if he continues, and if he continues this type of play throughout throughout the rest of his career, he'd be a Hall of Fame level player. He'd be a level. He'd be a Hall of Fame level player, and he'd be a multi-time All Pro. Simple as that. He he'd continue to he'd continue to be an All Pro on a year in year out basis. That's how I feel about the Jets and that situation with Jamal Adams. Now let's get to it. I have a game that we're gonna play. I have a game. That we're gonna play with Dak and the Cowboys. I have a game. And we're gonna call this game Would You Rather Have Dak or This Guy? We're gonna call this game Would You Rather Have Dak or This Guy? Or This Guy or Dak. Either or. But we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna play the rather than game. Who would you rather have? And I'm gonna I have a list of quarterbacks that we're gonna go down the list. We're gonna go down the list of quarterbacks that I have set up. Who would you rather take? Dak or this guy, the quarterback that I'm gonna tell you guys. So let's start it. So let's start with this one. Would you rather have Russell Wilson or Dak? Well, me. I'm gonna easy. I'm gonna take Russell Wilson. This is an easy one. Uh, Russell Wilson. I, I've been saying this. I've been on record. Russell Wilson has been the best football player in the last three years. He has a hundred. Pa- he has a hundred passing touchdowns in the last three years. Nobody's close. Uh, Russell. He's he, he's taken average offensive lines, uh, average receiving core, uh, somewhat of an average defense to the playoffs the last few years. He continues to win ten games on a yearly basis. I'm going to take Russell Wilson. There's, it, it, it's not, I, just not a close one. I'm going to take Russell Wilson over Dak. Uh, the next one, Jimmy Garoppolo or Dak. Once again, I'm going to take Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, Garoppolo, I think Garoppolo, he's a better thrower of the football. I think you know his his passes are just more, much more fluent than Dak. Uh, Garoppolo got to a Super Bowl. He's won playoff games. That was, and that was his first year starting. This is Garoppolo's first year starter. He was a first year starter and he got to the Super Bowl. Yes, I know he had a good roster and he has a great coach behind him in Kyle Shanahan. I understand all of that. But he made some plays down the stretch. He made plays throughout the regular season. Now, he didn't have the greatest Super Bowl, but Dak hasn't gotten nowhere close to a Super Bowl, and he's had good rosters as well. So I, I take Jimmy Garoppolo. J- Garoppolo has better better arm talent, I feel like. Uh, accuracy, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a more accurate passer. I'm going to take Jimmy Garoppolo over Dak. Uh, Matt Ryan or Dak. I would rather have Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan... Uh, I seen Matt Ryan at his best. Matt Ryan's best is uh, he had an MVP type year. He had he has one year where he had an MVP type year. Dak has not had a year like that. That year that Matt Ryan won MVP, Dak has not had a year like that. 
Um, I think Matt Ryan, he's not he's not as mobile as Dak, yes. But I think Matt Ryan, he throws a better football. He's much more accurate. Um, neither of their arms are the strongest, but I would I would take Matt Ryan at this point. I think I would I would take Matt Ryan over Dak at this point. With um, I, I've seen Matt Ryan at his best. Dak at his best versus Matt Ryan at his best. I take Matt Ryan. Uh, Derek Carr or Dak Prescott. I'm gonna take Dak. I would take Dak over Dirk Der- Carr. Uh, Dak bigger. He's the bigger quarterback. He's much more mobile. He's much more. He's he's a, he's a lot more consistent than Dirk Carr. Dirk Carr is not really consistent. Um, Dak is a proven winner, even though he's had some better rosters than than Dirk Carr. But I would take Dak. Dak is the better athlete. I think Dak. Had, I think Dak he he's, he doesn't have he doesn't have the stronger arm, but uh, his decision making is a little bit more is is a lot better and he's consistent. So I I would give the edge over Dak. I would give the edge to Dak over Derek Carr. Lamar Jackson or Dak? This is easy. I'm taking Lamar. Lamar I, and I and I, and I, and I I often ask this question about Dak. What's one skill that Dak does the best? Like, what's one exceptional skill that Dak has? He's not, he's not, he's athletic a little bit, but he's not the most athletic. He can, his accuracy is uh, okay, but he's not the most accurate passer or thrower. He, his arm is average at best, doesn't have the strongest arm. With Lamar, Lamar's the, Lamar's the most, he's probably the most athletic quarterback in football. Uh, he's the best running quarterback in football, and plus he can throw the ball down the field. Not afraid to stretch the field. Um, he's become an accurate. He's, he's become an accurate passer. And Lamar at his best versus Dak at his best at his peak. Mm, I think Lamar's a little bit better. I uh, not a little bit better. I think I think Lamar's better. Period. I think Lamar's just better. So I would take Lamar over Dak. Um, who's next? Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield over Dak. You guys know how I feel about Baker Mayfield. I, uh, you know, I think Baker's gonna have. A, I think Baker and the Browns are gonna have a bounce back year. But I'm gonna take Dak over Baker. Uh, I like Dak's leadership qualities. Uh, I like Dak as I like Dak as I like Dak. He's a little bit more mobile than Baker. Baker's not real mobile. I think Baker's athleticism is a little overrated. If you ask me, it's a little overrated. Go 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 watch some film. Go watch some tape. Baker could not his escapability last year was not good at all. So I, I would take Dak over Baker. Leadership qualities. Um he's a he's a he's a little bit more mobile. I think he may have a stronger arm than Baker. That may be a little bit closer. That margin may be closer, but I would still I would still take Dak over Baker at this moment right now. Who is next? Teddy Bridgewater. I would take Dak. I would take Dak over Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, Dak is, with Teddy. I like Teddy Bridgewater. I think you can win some games with. I think you win. Uh, I think you win numerous games with Teddy Bridgewater if you have a good roster, like the Saints. Like the Saints with Teddy Bridgewater, they 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 can win a lot of games. Um, and I, I like I said, Carolina has a sneaky good roster. I think I think they're going to be in a they're they're going to be in a lot of competitive ball games, but. 
with Teddy, there's some limitations as far as like his arm strength and him being able to stretch the field. There's some limitations there. Plus health concerns. He's had he's had he's had he's had some knee procedures, some knee surgeries. Uh, his arm, like I said, his arm is not the strongest, and he's not as mobile as Dak. So I would take Dak as far as him being a little bit more mobile. Uh, and Dak don't have the, the those limitations that that Teddy Bridgewater does. I'm sorry, he don't have those limitations that Teddy Bridgewater have. So I would take Dak. Uh, Josh Allen or Dak? I would take Josh Allen. I would take Josh Allen. Josh Allen, he's the bigger quarterback. He has the bigger arm. Uh, as a talent, he's he's better than Dak. He's he's much more mobile than Dak. I'm taking Josh Allen. Now, Josh Allen, he, he, he tends to be raw at times, and his decision-making uh, is skeptical. But I, I, I like Josh Allen. I, I'm going to take Josh Allen over Dak. I think Josh Allen... Stronger arm, bigger quarterback, m- more athletic, and his talent is just undeniable. If, if you compare his talent to Dak's talent, I don't think it's close. Okay, Mahomes or Dak? Obvious. I'm taking Mahomes. It's not even close. Uh, I'm taking Patrick Mahomes over Dak any day at a time. Uh, I would take. I would probably take left. I would probably take. Mahomes thrown left-handed before I take Dak. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I would take Mahomes throwing left-handed before I take Dak. It's not even close. This is not even, this is I don't even know why I put it down. Um Matthew Stafford or Dak. Now, I'm gonna tell you something. Matthew Stafford as a talent is better than Dak. As a talent, I'm taking Matthew Stafford. He's just underachieved and he's played for the uh the hellhole that I like to call that I like to call the Detroit Lions. He's played for the Lions, and they're just a hellhole. You, you all, you guys all know what the Lions are known for. They're they're known for their like all of their Hall of Fame level players retire early. Barry Sanders retire early. Calvin Johnson retire early. I don't know what it is about the Lions. Like I don't know what it is about the Lions franchise. They just retire early. They're their best their best players. Either leave or retire early. So I would take Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford as a talent. You can ask any NFL guy. Matthew Stafford as a talent is unbelievable. Now, he's underachieved. Sometimes he has turnover issues. Uh, You know, sometimes personality, uh, shaky. But as a talent, I'm taking Matthew Stafford over Dak. His arm is stronger. His, he's 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 much more accurate. His deep ball accuracy. He's um he, Matthew Stafford is a little bit. He's he's mobile as well. So I would take Stafford over Dak. That's just me. Um, Carson Wentz or Dak. Now I know a lot of people. I'm gonna say Carson Wentz. I and yes, I know Carson Wentz. He struggles to stay healthy. And I often say the best ability is availability, but um. With Carson Wentz, like the the, his, the way how he throws the ball, uh, his arm angles, his arm talent, his arm strength, his mobility—it's just better than it's just better than Dak. Plus, he's the bigger quarterback. He's the bigger quarterback. Um, I've seen Carson Wentz at his best so far. Carson Wentz' best is a, is better than a lot of guys. Um, and and he's better than Dak. I, I just seen Carson Wentz. 
I've seen Carson Wentz have an MVP type year. I've seen Carson Wentz get to the playoffs with a mediocre, with, with you know, a lot of injuries, mediocre uh, defense, mediocre receivers. I've seen him get over the hump. Um, with Dak, I just haven't seen that. So I would take Carson Wentz over Dak as well. Uh, who's next? Oh, this is my last one. Deshaun Watson or Dak? I'd take Deshaun Watson. Uh, this is that, that was easy. I would take Deshaun Watson. I, uh, the, the mobility of it's nowhere, it's nowhere, it's nowhere close. Deshaun Watson, it, he has the he has the better mobility. He's his escapability is better than Dax. Uh, his arm talent better than Dax. He has a stronger arm than Dak. He's he's more accurate than Dak. Now sometimes sometimes Deshaun Watson can can, can he can get a little carefree with the ball at times. But I mean, he makes plays. He's a he's a playmaker. He makes plays, and he just makes more plays than Dak. And uh, once again, this is another quarterback in Deshaun Watson who has uh, average defense or below average defense with a below average offensive line. And yeah, he got some weapons on the outside, but that's pretty much it. And then his coach, uh, Bill O'Brien, you know, his coaches. His coach is shaky. His, his, his coach is a little cuckoo. So uh, I would take uh, Deshaun Watson before I take Dak. So those are the quarterbacks that we went through. We went through Russell Wilson, Jimmy Garoppolo, Dirk Carr, Matt Ryan, Lamar Jackson, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, Josh Allen, Mahomes, Carson Wentz, Matthew Stafford, and Deshaun Watson. I think Kirk Cousins, like, I look at a guy like Kirk Cousins and Dak. Um, Kirk Cousins throws a better ball. Kirk Cousins, his, Kirk Cousins' precision passing is better than Dak's. It's a little bit better than Dak's. Now, Kirk Cousins in big-time games, boy, oh, boy, in primetime games, Kirk, Kirk Cousins, I, I pass. But Kirk Cousins or Dak? Uh, Kirk Kirk Cousins throws a better ball. I would probably take Kirk Cousins. So those are the quarterbacks that, you know, I played my rather den game. My rather, who, the quarterbacks that I would rather have than Dak. And there's more, like Breeze, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, those guys are better than Dak. But uh, I did those young, the, the, these quarterbacks are a little bit more younger. Yeah, that, those are the guys, yeah. We just played a little game. Those are the quarterbacks that we that I had listed, but obviously Aaron Rodgers is better than Dak. Tom Brady is better than Dak. Drew Brees is better than Dak. Obviously, obviously, and we can actually list the quarterbacks that's better than Dak. We kind of already did that, but I don't think Dak's a top ten quarterback. I I don't think so. He's a good quarterback. I think Dak is really good. I think now don't, don't 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 get me mistaken. I think Dak is a good quarterback, but he's clearly not worth forty-five million dollars per year. He's clearly not worth the same as Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, or even Carson Wentz. He's not he's not worth none of those guys' value or salary. And then you have the older quarterbacks, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Roethlisberger. 
I think uh, those guys are better than Dak as well. And then you have your in-betweens. Matthew Stafford and Matt Ryan and Jimmy Garoppolo. Those quarterbacks are better than Dak. So, you know, I think um I think those are I think those are most of the guys that's better than Dak. Jared Goff, you can argue. Kirk Cousins, you can argue. I wouldn't be mad if you go either way with Jared Goff or Kirk Cousins. I wouldn't go I wouldn't be mad on who you pick. But as far as those guys I just named, um Oh yeah, I think I said Dak was better than Baker. I would take Dak over Baker. But uh as far as those guys I just named, uh Lamar, Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, uh did I say Russell Wilson, uh Josh Allen, Carson Wentz, all those guys are better than Dak. All those guys are better than Dak. Simple as that. So, let's move on. Uh, I saw this is a, this is an this is an NBA report. Uh, I saw this report. I I find this report interesting, very interesting and intriguing, and I think it's about damn time. Now there's there's been there's been some reports that the Nets are looking to trade for Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal is a good two way guard. He averaged thirty and six this year. He averaged thirty and six this year. I don't think people realize how good Bradley Beal is. He had a he had a phenomenal year. He's had he like Russell like he had a phenomenal. I mean Bradley Beal had a phenomenal year this year, but uh, I think it's time to move on. I think it's time to move on. Now I know Bradley Beal. He's came he's came out in the past and he said he wants to stick with the Wizards and uh, he doesn't want to leave the Wizards. I, I I think you got to take a page out of these other stars book. Take a page out of these other stars book. I look at the Wizards. I mean, their front the new the new regime in the front office. They're trying to rebuild. They're trying to bring in some young talent. Uh, they got to see if this young talent that they bring in flourishes. But uh, I just look at the Wizards as a dead franchise. In the NBA, and I'm I'm from the area. I'm sorry, I'm from the area. I'm from DC, but uh, I just look at the Wizards as a dead franchise. Uh, they, I mean, they're gonna pay, they're looking this year. Oh my gosh, I know they're looking forward to paying John Wall forty one million dollars. They gotta pay. They gotta pay John Wall forty one million dollars. Mind you, John Wall hasn't. Played. John Wall didn't play this year. John Wall didn't play last year. So we Lord knows what John Wall is. And I just think that 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 connection with John Wall and Bradley Bill, uh, I, I just don't think it works. I don't I don't think it works anymore. I think it would be best for the Wizards to trade one of these stars. Um and to get and, and, and trade one of these stars. And get and add some other rotational pieces to the Wizards. Get 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 younger and get cheaper. Get younger and get cheaper, because and you can't trade John Wall. Nobody, I mean, not with the, not that huge contract that John Wall has, making forty plus million dollars on a yearly basis. Nobody's gonna pick that up. Nobody's gonna trade. Nobody is gonna be willing to trade for that deal. 
Now, the Wizards will have to give up Bradley Bill. Um, Brad, Brad Bill, Bradley Bill would go to an automatic contender, I would think. Looking at the Brooklyn Nets, let's just say the Brooklyn Nets, they get, you know, they, they make a trade. Bradley Bill be the third option. Bradley Bill, I think, on a championship team could be a second option. But if he's the third option, that's that, that that's a great third option. On a championship winning team, Bradley Bill is a is, is a tremendous third option. He's a tremendous third option. Um now with the like I said, with the Wizards, it's a dead franchise. You're you're you you know, you're kinda you're kinda stuck. You're stuck. Because you got you're paying Bradley Bill, you're paying you're paying John Wall, and you're I mean and you're like you're really paying John Wall, like you're really paying him. So we you know it just gotta you know, I don't know they gotta make a trade though they gotta make a move because I just feel like it's dead. I feel like that franchise is dead. Uh, Wall is often hurt and not and unreliable. Wall is often hurt and unreliable. John Wall is often hurt and unreliable. That's that's the fact of the matter. He's a he's a skilled guard. We know what he can do. I you know I've always had questions about his jump shot and his jumper, but um I don't think it, it's just not gonna work. I, the, the connection between them I just don't I, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. And Bradley Bill has really taken over this franchise. I don't know if Wall be able to handle it. So. I would, I, you know, I, if you're the Wizards, trade. If you're the Wizards, you're not going far with these two. I don't think you. I don't think you'll go far with these two. So I would trade. I would trade Bradley Bill. And whoever has the best deal, I would take on their young and rotational players onto the Wizards. That's what I would do. I would get cheaper. The Wizards need to get cheaper. They they clear they they honestly need to get cheaper. I think this would be the best opportunity for them to do so. And plus, Bradley Bill gets to play for a contender. He gets to play for a contender. He, he plays in a big market. I understand he he probably loves the area, but a lot of like I said, I don't think people realize how good Bradley Bill is. And one of those reasons, one of those reasons being. The Wizards, you don't, you don't, you don't see them in playoff basketball like that. Couple, a few years ago, they made the playoffs. They made, a, they made, they made some pretty, they made some good playoff runs a couple year, a few years back. But recently, since Bradley Bill has gotten better, I mean, some certain people don't see him. Certain people don't see him much, so they don't really know how good Bradley Bill is. I need, I think they need to make that trade. They need to make that move. I'll be back um after this quick break. Uh we're gonna go into we're gonna go into one NFL story that I find interesting to close out. Um we're also gonna talk about a rule change, a possible rule change that I like. That I like and I think this is just another trend that the NFL is showing uh in a positive light as far as improvements in the in in the competition. I'm gonna I'm gonna discuss both of those things after this quick break.
Okay, so <clears throat> the NFL and the coaches are supposedly uh, they're they're proposing this and they're supposed to vote on this uh, this new this new rule change, and it's the, it, it, it gives you two and you know, you guys already you guys know at the end of every podcast I say two choices one decision. I mentioned two I mentioned two choices one decision. You know, that's the beauty of having two choices. Or having options. It's always good when you have options, right? You know, you people are, people just feel much more comfortable when they have options. And much more flexible and loose when they have options. Not, you know, when they're just held to one thing. And I like this about the NFL. I, I, I like this. This, this, is, this is why the NFL continues to grow. Because they pursue different things, or, you know, instant replay or replay of pass interference. If it don't work, they take it out. You know, they they try different things. So, and I actually like this one. Unlike the replay of pass interference, I ain't like that one. But this one, this right here, I like this proposal. And this proposal contains this. So you know how. Teams trail and they try to do the online, the onside kick. You know how teams trail and they like they need an onside kick to get the ball back immediately. Well, instead of doing that, instead of doing the onside kick, you can go for it on fourth and fifteen on your own twenty-five. If you convert the fourth and fifteen, of course, the drive the drive continues. If 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 you don't convert it, the opposing offense get the ball at, in your own at, at the you know in your own twenty five yard line. So I like so the reason why I like this approach is first the onside kick it doesn't work. The onside kick doesn't work. Like you 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 can try it in the video games. You can try it in real life. It don't work. It, it, it like onside kicks don't work. And it seems like the more and more I watch football in games that come that come down to onside kicks, it just don't work. It just don't work. It it just does not work. You got you often ha- you 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 probably will have to catch teams opposing teams off guard for the onside kick to work. But usually, you know, your kicker tries to tries to perfect the onside kick so. It goes far enough, but it has some bounce to it. So in order for your team to even have your hands team to even have a chance to get it, and then they got to make sure it don't go out of bounds. If it goes out of bounds, it's a flag. If it don't go past 10 yards, it's a flag. So you got to – it's so many different restrictions, and, and, and nearly, it, it makes the onside kick – Merely impossible to recover, and the the percentage of you, the, the the percentage of a team successfully gaining possession on an onside kick, slim to none, slim to none. But with this alternate decision, or this with this alternate uh plan, where instead of going for the onside kick, you can you can you can do a fourth and fifteen. You can try a fourth and fifteen at your own twenty-five. <clears throat> I like this. I, I I am all for this. This is this is basically this basically instead of your kicker that practices kicks 
not 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 onside kicks, but like they practice it kicking the ball through the goalpost. You don't have to put the game in their hands, or you don't have to, for better sake of words, you don't have to put the game. You don't have to rely on the game with their foot. You can actually put the game in the hands of your star quarterback. So if you're Baltimore, if you're Kansas City, if you're Philadelphia, if you're Green Bay, you're Seattle, you can put the ball in the hands of your Patrick Mahomes, your Lamar Jackson, your Aaron Rodgers. You can put the ball in their hands instead of your kickers. Because when, when when you do the when you do the onside kick, it doesn't work. It never works. It, it, it rarely works. It rarely works. I think the best onside the best onside kick attempt I have seen, and like in, like I have seen, is by far the New Orleans Saints uh, one in the Super Bowl when the when the when the when the New Orleans Saints came back out in the second half and they did the onside kick against the Colts in the Super Bowl. That's the best one I've seen. But all these other ones, it's just, it's not, it's not, it's, it's, a, it's low percentage. It's low percentage. And plus, you put the game into the kicker's hand or rather foot. Uh, I'm not for that. If I'm a coach, if I'm Andy Reid, I want the ball in Patrick Mahomes' hand. If we're going to lose, we're going to lose because... Patrick Mahomes didn't make that play, or he didn't make that throw. We're not going to lose, or I don't want the game in the hands of a kicker. Just don't. Not not on an onside kick. Not on an onside kick. Not on an onside kick, you won't. So I'm sure coaches would vote to implement this rule because this is a whole nother uh, option that you can take, another path you can take, 4th and 15 on your own 25, I like this idea a lot. I like I like this idea a lot. I like I love it. I love it. I'm glad that the NFL came up with this. Uh, I love the, I don't know if this is the compliment, I don't know if this is the, uh, the competition committee, but I love it. I love this rule. Mm. And this is why I like the NFL. Yeah, they adapt to new things. They're, 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 they're always willing to change new things to make the game better for the consumer. And for the players. But mostly, mostly the consumer. Because they realize, the NFL realizes they're entertainment. At the end of the day, they're entertainment. This is for the entertainment of Americans. They understand that. And like Green, like Aaron Rodgers a couple years ago. Aaron Rodgers several years ago against Seattle in the NFC Championship game, his chances of playing Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, his chance of playing Tom Brady in the Super Bowl was completely wiped away when one guy on the Packers' hands team couldn't make a catch. Like, an onside kick. An onside kick. Literally caused Aaron Rodgers a Super Bowl berth and to play against Tom Brady and the Patriots. Ridiculous. So I'm glad they made this change. So one last thing. 
And I've been seeing some media, like the media is going crazy. The media is going crazy with this, with, with, with the latest thing Sean Payton has said. Now, now, before I address the Saints and what Sean Payton said, I like Sean Payton and I like the Saints. And to be honest, I'm actually not against this one. I'm not against what he said right here. So Sean Payton came out on, well, there's reports, according to Jay Glazer, when Drew Brees retires, you know who is the future quarterback. You know who? Taysen Hill. Taysen Hill would be the, the Saints' future quarterback once, Tom, once Drew Brees retires. And I know some people are like, oh, what, what? He, he's going to be 30 years old. He's going to be 30. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't have any passing attempts. Um, with the way how, the, with, with the first, this is, this is just in life. This is just in life. With the innovations that have just been, that, that have been, with the innovations that we have made, in this world, in life, is crazy. It's crazy. Like they're like the innovations in this world is crazy. You literally, you literally can go on Amazon and buy anything. And if you have a particular Amazon account, literally, what you buy tonight. It will literally be shipped to you the following day. Or get this. You literally, there's a, there's, this is is a platform, right? This is a podcast, right? This is a podcast. Joe Rogan and Joe Button, two, two guys have podcasts. They have pod, like, this is, like, this is another this is another way of radio. This is another form of radio. This is another form of communications. Radio's been along for a long time. Radio's been along for a long, long time. FM, AM, FM, Sirius X, Sirius X, Sirius XM. Radio's been around for a long time. But this is podcasting, right? This is podcasting. And this is Joe Rogan and Joe Button both have podcasts. Joe Rogan signed to Apple. Joe Button signed to Spotify. And they literally, I know Joe Rogan, but Joe Button as well. Literally, Joe Rogan sits in his living room and records a podcast. He doesn't have to go out to a radio station. He doesn't have to go out to any studio, any fancy type studio, he literally sits in his house and records a podcast on a weekly basis for two hours. And he makes more money than some radio guy, than just about every radio guy. Same for Joe Budden. Don't you know that, like, you can, you can download an app on your phone if ten years ago, if I told you it's gonna be there's gonna be this smartphone where you can download an app 
And literally, this app, you can literally purchase and order, you can purchase and order food on this app and a random person, a random stranger, you, you don't even know. A random stranger you don't even know, you can literally, they literally go pick up your food at that particular restaurant and they bring it to your, they bring it to your home. They bring it to wherever you're at. They bring it to your home. They bring it, they, they bring it to your, to your, to your, to your job. There's literally an app. If I would have told you that 10 years ago, there's going to be an app called Uber Eats. And I said, it's this app called Uber Eats 10 years ago, back in 2010. There's going to be this app called Uber Eats. A stranger, all you got to do is download on your phone, you order your food, and literally a stranger, uh, 10, 15 minutes later, will pop up wherever you are, wherever you ordered that food from, and they'll deliver it to you. And, and people eat it. And, and get this, it's a multi, it's a multi-million dollar, billion dollar, like, industry. Ten years ago, you wouldn't believe me. We, we have people doing that now. Like I said about podcasting, there's literally podcasters out here that, that, like, podcasters out here that make more money than Joe, that make more money than radio guys. Actual guys that go into the studio and do the makeup and they have the fancy equipment. No, no. Joe Rogan, Joe Button, they record from somebody else's house. Joe Rogan records from his house. He's literally, like, not even fully dressed. He's not in a suit and a tie. Like, he's not in a suit and a tie. I could, what if I told you 10 years ago, there's going to be this platform called podcasting, Right? You can do it from your home, and you literally can record a podcast with your pajamas on. You don't have to get dressed up in a suit. You don't have to. You don't have to get wear button up. You don't have to get khakis. Nothing. You can just. You can just. You can just wear boxers and a and a, and a tank top, and record in the privacy of your home. And guess what? You you you'll be able to make more money than radio guys. You wouldn't believe me. So with this with this Tyson Hill thing in the Saints, him him being thirty years of age, him having um him not having enough passing attempts, is worthless. Um, who am I? Who am I to question Sean Payton? Sean Payton Sean Payton is around Tyson Hill more than any other media member. All, all of the media is crushing Sean Payton for saying Taysom Hill is going to be our next quarterback. He's going to be, he's our future quarterback. But Sean Payton is around tight is he, he's around Taysom Hill more than all of us. So who am I to question Sean Payton? If Sean Payton seen him throw the ball, then Taysom Hill must control the ball. If Sean Payton thinks he has enough, he, he has what it takes to be a starting quarterback in this league, then he has what it takes to be a starting quarterback in this league. I'm not gonna question Sean Payton. And then look at the Saints. Look at how the Saints built up. Look, look at how the Saints as a franchise is built. Now, historically, the Saints are bad. I, you know, this the historically the Saints, the Saints were like the Clippers. 
The Saints were like the Clippers at one point. Saints and Clippers were the same franchises at one point. Both mediocre franchises or below, like just bad franchises, don't win many games. They were the laughing stock of the leagues, of their leagues, of their respective leagues. But you look at the Clippers, look at the Saints. Both of them are championship contenders. And the Saints have built a great foundation with front office, head coach, quarterback, offense, defense. They have drafted well in the last few years. So with, with the offensive weapons that the Saints have, with Sean Payton being the coach, the Saints have a pretty good, I would say the Saints have a pretty good front office. The Saints have a, they have, they have a pretty good front office. I don't see why Taysom Hill could. I don't see. How, I don't see why Taysom Hill can't work. I don't see. I don't see how Taysom Hill can't work. Now, I'll be honest. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. When Jalen Hurts was at Alabama a few years ago, I can't. I, I swear to God, I swear. Jalen Hurts at Alabama. I was like, he's a good college player, but I don't see him being an NFL quarterback. Lord and behold, you fast forward a couple years later, he got drafted in the second round as a quarterback. And, you know, with Carson Wentz health, with, with Carson Wentz health history, with his health concerns, you would think Carson Wentz would get hurt this year and Jalen Hurts is going to see the field. I would probably, I would probably think Jalen Hurts would probably see the field. So I'm not putting nothing past anybody. I'm just not. I'm not I'm not putting nothing past anybody because I look at a guy like I look at a guy like Taysom Hill. I look at so many examples of innovations in the world. Like there's literally there's literally sneaker apps where they authenticate your sneakers. The seller, whoever you're buying it from, the seller ships it to the authentication site. And the company makes sure the, they make sure the sneaker is real and then they send it to you. That that ladies and gentlemen, that's called stock X. That, that 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 that's crazy. That's crazy. Instead of just relying on eBay and just crossing your fingers that it's real, no, you, you, no, you, you have like sneaker apps that like actually authenticate your sneakers. Like this, this is real, Jill. This is this is this is no this is no gimmick. This is no gimmick. So I don't put past anything, and I often say, the people that adapt, that adapt the new things. There's a group of people that adapt to new things and that are forward thinkers for, that's moving forward as a thinker. They're the winners. And the people that's old and rigid and stubborn, they're the losers. Simple as that. Simple as that. People that adapt, they most likely win. You know, you take, couple, you take a few big swings. You may miss the first couple, but then you hit on something really big, you won. You know? The stubborn, old, rigid, stuck in their ways, not willing to 
gravitate to something new. And there's nothing wrong with traditionalists. It's nothing wrong with being traditional. Nothing wrong with that at all. It's actually good to have some of that. But don't be too stu- don't be too stubborn and old and rigid and not wanting to gravitate to anything because that's when you become a loser. In my book. That's just me. That's just me. But, I mean, hell, I'm going to be honest. Lamar, Lamar Jackson, I knew he was a great athlete coming out of Louisville. I knew he was a great athlete, and I knew he had a strong arm. But I just think, I, I didn't think Lamar would be accurate enough to be, to be a, I mean, hell, an MVP quarterback. Damn, he was an MVP quarterback. He, was a, he, was, he won MVP last year. Coming out of the draft, I didn't think he was accurate enough. I didn't think he was accurate enough. I love his talent. I love his skill. But I didn't think he was accurate enough. Or I didn't think he was going to be accurate enough on the NFL level to, to be an MVP candidate. An MVP candidate. That's crazy. I said the same thing about Jalen Hurts. I thought Jalen Hurts was just a group. A good runner of the football. I was like, maybe he can change positions. But he's a good college quarterback. But pro? I said, no way. No way. No way he's a pro guy. Lord and behold. Lord and behold. He gets drafted in the second round. And with Carson Wentz, uh, health, with his, you know, with his health history, he's like a game of operation. Jalen Hurts might find himself playing. He 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 might he might be playing this year. So um that is all I have for you guys. Thank you guys for listening and tuning in to the uh to another episode of the Isaiah Kid Podcast, the IKP. Uh always come back and remember two choices, one decision. Keep streaming this podcast, keep streaming this um this podcast on um whatever streaming devices or DSPs you guys use, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, crazy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like you can literally start your own podcast. <laughs> Time has changed. And you make more money than the radio guys. You make more money than the radio guys and you can start your own podcast free. All you need is a mic and computer. It's crazy. But um Thank you guys for listening once again. I'm sorry. Thank you guys for listening once again. We have more to uh, go into next week. Sports topics are getting light. I've seen some lists we'll discuss next week. i catch you guys later. Um, be healthy, be good, and deuces. Peace. Peace.